Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Hi, Tara. Good morning, Jill. This is the best Monday because the guest who I'm going to let you introduce is like my saving grace right now. I have 5,000 social media issues, questions, as you guys know, because I talk about it a lot. And so Jill has asked this very special person to join us. Yeah, so I want to introduce Katie Love of uh, Love Social Media. And Katie is uh, an expert on all things social media related, um, all things branding related. She has worked with um, both, you know, brands with, you know, high profile individuals, celebrities, and she has a background in news. So it's kind of interesting in, in broad broadcasting. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but, um, and she and I have worked together a little bit and I just absolutely love to get getting to know uh, Katie and her team. And I'm so excited to have her here. And she's tuning in from Miami, which I know, Tara, you and I are both so jealous of. Um, Also, she has an adorable daughter who is featured prominently sometimes on her on her social. So with that, Katie, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I there's nothing I love more than talking to other incredible, you know, females in the business space. So thank you. Yeah, we're excited. So tell us a little bit about how Love Social Media came to be. And is Love your real name? It is. It's my last name. I did not change it when I got married. You know, my great, great grandparents came over from Alice Island and it was Levitowich. And they said, we'll take the first four letters. So that's how I landed with Love. Love So I moved from state to state for about seven or eight years working for NBC News. I covered natural disasters, high profile murder cases, and most recently the 2016 presidential election. And I realized the state of news where people were consuming their media, they weren't waiting for the five and six o'clock local news to run around. And I was getting a lot of traction on, at the time, my Twitter and my Facebook and just learning everything I could about social. I had a new job in Pittsburgh and two weeks before I took stock of my life, as it is important to do at times. And I knew I wanted to be a mother. I wanted to have a successful relationship and frankly, news was not the way to do it. So about two weeks before my on-air TV job, I quit. And I pivoted. And so I, you know, this career that I'd worked so hard for that I thought was my dream, I decided to have a new dream. And that's how I started Love Social Media, my social media agency. I love that story. (laughs) And I love that your name is Love and it's almost Valentine's Day. It all just works out. Um, So how, when you started your social media company, did you then reach out to people you've worked with in the past? Is that how you started to get clients? Yes. So I started working with anchors and reporters who wanted to 
get to the next level and knew that their social following was important. So that's what I knew. And so I, I started to build their profiles. And then I said, okay, I want to work with brands. So I went down this street in Pittsburgh where there are all these businesses and I literally door knocked. Um, I went in, I had materials that I had printed. I just wanted someone to give me a chance. I said, I would do it for free. Let me transform your Instagram. Give me one month to do it. And uh, that's what I did. And the first one was a coffee shop. I grew their following immensely. I was driving more traffic into the door and I started to think, okay, there's, there's another way to make an impact. As a journalist, I felt like I was doing something good. I was giving people information that they needed and I wasn't sure if I could find that in building my own business. And I realized that there, there are people behind each business, right? And they're, they're providing for their families and they're helping people in the community. And so I, that's kind of how things started to shift. And now I have a team of six full-time women. We're close to a million dollar business. It's been about five years and it's just been the most fulfilling thing besides having my daughter <laughs> that I've done. That's awesome. And so what has been, I won't make you say your favorite client, but like what has been a really, really fun brand that you've worked on or client you've worked on, if you can talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's still a current client. They're, the name is Kippers Beauty. It's run by this incredible woman, Chase Pullen, and she wanted ingredients that we were putting on our face to just be as natural as possible. It's organic. She sources it. And it's so amazing to work on her brand because it's not just pushing products. It's pushing an entire lifestyle. And that's the thing about social is if all you're doing is sell, sell, selling, you're not going to get anywhere. You have to build a community around what you're doing. And Kipris has been a place where we're sharing all types of content that inspires people, that informs them, that makes them wake up and see something beautiful. And it's just been so fun to work on. There's also one other person that I have to tell you, she is the queen of pink and her name's Cameron Westcott. She's a Real Housewives of Dallas. And I don't know if you've noticed, ladies, from my background, from my pink microphone, <laughs> but um, we got connected over Instagram and that she was like, she was my first celebrity. And it's just, I was building my Instagram independently. And so somehow I got on her radar. And so that also helped propel me a little bit because it was the first person who had, you know, a million plus followers who was like, okay, I want to take a chance on her. That's so funny. Yeah. Go ahead. Did you want to say something? Okay. I was just going to say, well, when you, when somebody hires you, just say somebody with a small business or who doesn't have that huge of a following. What's the first thing that you do? Is it that you look at their branding first and then take it from there? I'm just curious is what are the steps? 
So there are a few things that if you come to me and you don't have them, I'll say, you need to go back and get this in place or I can help you find people. Number one, you hit the nail on the head. You've got to have some sort of branding and it, it doesn't have to be the full fledged brand package, but you need to have a color, you know, colors, font, an identity that's really strong. So when people see your graphics on their page, they know, oh, that's that's Katie Love from Love Social Media. The second used to be really important, but not as much now as the website. But if you are an e-commerce business, you need place you need a place that is accessible for pe people to buy products. And then we really look at strategy. So people, when people come to me, number one, they're super stressed out. They 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 say that they can't crack the Instagram algorithm, and I want to throw the word algorithm into the garbage because I think it gets it gets people crazy. It it has literally warped everybody's minds. Um, so we take a step back and we say, stop thinking about your content on a day-to-day -day basis where you're just trying to throw things out there and see what works and think about your big picture strategy. What do you want to accomplish? And what would your goal six months be from now? Is that more website clicks? Is it people knowing about your brand more? And then we work backwards and into how we can achieve that goal. And do you feel, because, you know, Instagram, and I totally, totally agree with you on that, um, but it, it's always changing, right? So a question I have for you, which people ask me a lot is, is should you pay for marketing? So should you pay for posts on Instagram? Will this increase your visibility or will it not? And when you say pay, do you mean boost or use boost. ads? I'm sorry. Yes, boost. So I think a common mistake that people make is they boost with no plan. They're throwing $5 here, $10 there. And at the end of the month, they feel like nothing has resulted from boosting. And really Facebook is, I think that boosting is a money trap. What you need to use is ad manager. And that is a platform that is way more detailed. You can go into way more targeting and you need to run a campaign. So versus just boosting one post and hoping you get some followers, you need to think strategically about the campaign that you're going to run. And what is that going to look like? Think about the creative. Video is huge right now. If you are not posting video, you are behind. And posting videos on ads are really going to push your message forward. I have seen tremendous growth not only selling people's products, getting people into the door, but building their followers with ads management. But you you either need to hire an expert or you need to do your research. Don't just throw money out there and hope that it works. That's I totally saying. agree. That I feel like I've always I get those like pop-ups. Do you want to boost this post or whatever? And you can literally do it from there, but I'm like, there's got to be more to this. And when you get dig deeper in, you know, you, you, they totally take advantage of you. <laughs> like you really should go in and see like, well, who is this being boosted to for how long? Like there's, you know, other things. But I wanted to ask you, Katie, you mentioned something earlier about building a community and sort of a following and um, like building engagement around the concept and not always like selling, selling, selling. And I saw somebody posted something today about um, kind of the definition of influence, influencing versus inspiring. 
And it feels like that you're really getting at, like, you need to inspire. And influencing is like selling at somebody, whereas inspiring is like actually causing them to want something in a very different way. Yeah, I think that that's an impactful statement to think about. And when we think of influencing, I know a lot of us are thinking about influencers. And that is why things have shifted so much into seeing your favorite fashion blogger or food blogger talking about the product versus the brand itself. Because those bloggers are people who inspire you, who are living some sort of life that you you know, want to attain. And so when they're holding up their favorite beauty product or wearing clothes that you're like, I want that dress, they're, they're inspiring you while also influencing you. But yes, a simple product photo is just not going to move the needle like it did, you know, a few years ago. Well, since I kind of am an influencer, (laughs) fashion, I do agree. And I have seen the change. I used to be able to post product pictures and we take beautiful ones, but that does nothing now. And so, you know, now I talk about the products. I, I think it's also important, and Katie, you might agree, is you need to be truthful to who you are and to your, you can't just start throwing things out. People aren't going to believe you. You have to be truthful to who you are and your niche and what you're selling because, you know, for example, and this is nothing, it's just that if Forever 21 came to me to, you know, shoot their stuff, I, I don't know if people would believe it. I could style anything and make it work, but that's just really not my target market. They're the brands that they're looking for. Right. And so when influencers come to me and they say that they want to grow their platform, I say, okay, well, I'm looking at your page. You're a fashion blogger and you're doing something like I feel like this is the worst offense, which is like a teeth whitening. Um, (laughs) Everyone's doing it. (laughs) And you're like, did it actually make your teeth whiter? Or was this like, you know, it just doesn't feel authentic. You know, that's a huge buzzword in social. But you're right. You have when you're thinking about what you want to talk about in your business, you have to niche or else you can't be, you know, known for everything. And if you start to post everything, people aren't going to trust you. And that's the bottom line is like you're going to lose trust with your community. I mean, I got to call Katie. Katie, we got to have a we're talking (laughs) (laughs) information. Although, you know, I'm trying. As a small business, you try to navigate and figure all these things out, but like you're a wealth of information. So you guys got to reach out to Katie Love. She's got it going on. Yeah. So that's, and we'll end after this, but that's a good question. When do you think, like for for someone like Tara, for example, or or another uh, influencer like her, when is it time to seek professional help? (laughs) So like, when do you, or or for what things do you want to, find a professional and for what things can you kind of figure it out yourself? I think it depends on where you want to spend your time. So a lot of uh, business owners come to me because they're, they love how they created their business and they want to focus more on that and they don't want to focus on social. So if that's you, then it's time to outsource because as, as someone who helps brands, we can expand your business even more while you're working on what you love. And if you don't love it, people can tell that it feels forced. And so, and there are ways to outsource things that maybe, you know, Tara, you like taking the photos and creating the content, but you hate 
scheduling and thinking about what time you should post the content and whether it should be a, a video today or a photo. Well, then maybe you would want someone who could look at things more strategically and plan it out for you. So you're not working day of, but you know, you're looking at the month ahead and everything's ready to go. Well, yeah, I think that that's really helpful. I work with a lot of, you know, independent, small uh, retailers, and they've had, you know, they had to pivot fast during the pandemic. And so this is all new to them. And so having somebody like you, I think is actually really important and valuable to them for so many reasons. Definitely. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on our little podcast. And where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, all the platforms. Katie loves social. My business is loveyoursocialmedia.com. Let me know you found me on this podcast and I'd love to say hi. Thank hey. you. Thanks, Katie. We hope bye. you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Seated Shorts. Running shorts. Or